0: Time for another episode of The Cultural Hall. It is, in fact, an articles of news episode. Uh, So we get to hear Brother Kyle, and we know it. He's here, of course. What's up, dude? Hey,
1: you can see me right there. We know I'm here.
0: Well, Patreon saints of The Cultural Hall can see you. If they aren't a Patreon saint, by going to patreon.com forward slash The Cultural Hall, they can't see that you're here. Well,
1: it's worth the price of admission just to see me.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are worth it. Right. (laughs) Right. That is a handsome mug worth checking out on the weekly uh, Brother Kyle on Patreon for sure. Uh, Did you get a a little bit of sun? You're not looking your normal paled skin, at least. It's summertime. It's summertime. Yeah. Yeah. I get the tan going on, uh, you know. <laughs> the greatest farmer tan I have ever seen. Ever. Working out in the
1: field, you get tan. Well, sure. So, so when I go to the beach and I take off my my shirt or my my uh, you know my shorts.
0: <laughs> now that's worth the price of admission, right yeah,
1: there. It it looks like I'm still wearing my Garmies.
0: Yeah, I I love that you. Because I know it's during a work day for you right now. Your your work attire. Yeah. T-shirt and shorts. Yeah, board shorts. Not just shorts. Board shorts. Oh, yeah.
1: Yep. Yep, very. (laughs) Because I work from home. So no reason. I don't go out.
0: I'm dying. Hang on
1: one second. It, Richie's dying. But yeah, I, I I don't leave the home. If I do, it's in spandex on a bike. See, if you could see, the Patreon group can see it now. Richie took a, Richie took a drink, water dispute <laughs> all over his shirt. This is going well so far. We <laughs>
0: really are crushing He's it.
1: He's a mess.
0: <laughs> Man, can't breathe. I, I had uh, some granola. I'm discovering things a little bit late. Are you a granola eater? Uh on occasion, yeah. I have been. Have you yeah. tried fancy granolas before? Yeah. 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 So I just in the last year have really leaned into fancy granolas. They're real good. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. I mean they're they're real lot of calorie dense. Lots of calorie density.
1: They are very very and uh expensive.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. But like occasionally I like to treat myself with something from the fancy end of the grocery store. Sure. And I'm like, and, and I did that today and it was fresh dried apple pieces in it. And I just was like, this is heaven. But a little mm. bit of it has been cut in my throat. Uh, in addition to biking, as we can indic- see by your uh, your sweet farmer tan, that really is worth the price of admission, watching brother Kyle <laughs> show you his thigh. <laughs> uh, what have you been up to? Just biking?
1: Yeah. I had a bicycle pedaling contest on Saturday uh, at Antelope Island. It was a memorial race, one For a friend of mine, a member of the oldest church, we did a story on him a year ago, who was killed in a bike accident. So and it was the last race that we will do at Antelope Island
0: because of the reason
1: being is they are limiting now uh, events there to 50 maximum people ever Uh, for
0: now. Is it a covid uh, thing?
1: It's not covid because they let us have the race, you know, right uh, this year with, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people. But I, I think it's more of a uh, just environmental or something, hmm. uh, something else, not COVID-related. So this was we'd done this race for 20 years probably. Wow. Um, and this year we waited until June until it heated up, so hmm. it wouldn't be chilly. And on Saturday we waited for we waited for my group to race until 11:50 and so that it would heat up because we didn't want it to be under 90 Yeah. so we waited till it was 95 sure and then we raced uh, i became very ill uh, and heat stroke so actually i rarely quit a race but i quit tw- uh, 10 miles short because i had run out of water and when i you know would vomit you trying to hold it in you know with your hand and swallow it down so that you don't lose that lose that valuable nutrients and moisture uh, and moisture, uh, but, but eventually when I was throwing up, nothing was coming out, and so I decided I better stop because I'm not in the best health threat. <laughs> so so I, I quit the race yeah. at that point.
0: Well, if you would have pushed on, it would have been a memorial race for you next year, so
1: perspective. <laughs> exactly. Perspective. And, you know, may it, so, you know, I have something else about myself, but I'm going to wait until I have a story actually that ties into it so i'll save the other medical thing with me for later okay actually, okay actually but that was my weekend and just uh trying to stay cool like everybody wrote in my yearbook every year in junior high and high school <laughs> and i still am trying to stay cool
0: stay cool and did they give you their your number have a fun summer stay cool and then when you actually call them you're like no that's not how this works kyle we, we don't actually want you to call us. We just put the number in the yearbook. Please, please don't call. That's...
1: No one gave me their number.
0: Oh. Ever.
1: <laughs> Not one. Worse.
0: Worse. <laughs> Worse than the... <laughs> Don't actually call. You know, if people haven't uh, checked out some of the most recent episodes that we've shared, uh, we um, we did an episode. The uh, University of Illinois Press is doing a big series on um, thought leaders within the LDS church. And I talked to a couple of the editors. That was this last Monday's episode. Uh, so people should check that out. We talked to Norman Hill. And it's been fun to hear what people have said about that episode, because we talk a lot about uh, the church in Africa and seeing what that's all about uh and then also um the episode with ben Shalatti. he works in the honor code office at byu he is gay he is open about that they know about that and he uh hosts a podcast with charlie bird a previous guest of the cultural hall also has a book um and so people have really liked that episode as well so i encourage you to to check those out at the very least won't you please subscribe to the cultural hall that way you don't miss an episode uh, if you want to take it one step further you can be a part of the cultural hall back row which is a group of uh, people that are on facebook it's 200 plus strong now uh, people nerding out and talking about their the things that they love for the cultural hall etc uh, and then if you want to take it one step further as we already mentioned you can go to patreon.com forward slash the cultural hall which is actually uh, what leads me to this email i should say thank you to the uh, the Instagram uh, channel at Utah taste off. They sponsor our emails. Uh, you can send us an email contact at the I asked if I could share this person's name and he said, sure, go ahead. So I'm going to, his name is Brent. He sent me an email the other day that says, Hey, do you know of other podcasts that are good for like faith promoting stories? I'm getting really tired of all of the homosexual women in the priesthood. The church needs to do stuff. And he's, of course, talking about uh, the cultural hall, right? Mm -hmm. Now, to give a little context for people that are listening to that, uh, Brent is, he is a Patreon saint. When you hear us say... uh, you know, special thanks to Cake Bites podcast, to Big Mike's products, and also to Brother Brent. He is the Brent of Brother Brent uh, that we thank at the end. He is the celestial tier Patreon saint. And so I responded, Brent, you're leaving me? Meaning he wanted something else. Are are you leaving me? And he said, "Uh, I'm still going to listen to the new ones, but if I feel like the topic is something that I really want to hear, but I'm done with the groups and the back catalog. I don't need the aggravation. I don't need the contention. I want to focus on the things of Christ and not listen to people who want to put down the church. And uh, I'm going to stop my Patreon subscription because I don't feel like it's something I can do anymore. And I thought about this and I thought, y- am I am I misguided? Have I allowed this to be a platform where people who are, uh, you know, uh, discontent with the church, uh, they get a, a pulpit to be able to speak from. Is that what this has become? Um, I thought, I have, have I, you know, misguided everyone who listens to this? Do I do too much of this? Is it out of balance? And so I sort of, you know, have stewed on it and decided that I wanted to bring it up in this episode. And I'm actually helping, hoping rather, um, that people can help place this um, for you in your life, in your faith journey. Uh, how the cultural hall has either helped or hindered in ways that that maybe I haven't considered yet or that that Brent is not considering. So I will say a couple of things here, but then I want to open it up and we'll address it in our next articles of news as well. It's contact at theculturalhall.com. Please email us. Uh, this is an opportunity for those that are long timers, or if this is your first episode, to really be able to weigh in and, and let us know uh, where you're at and and what you benefit from. Uh, or, or if we are misguided feel free to send that as well. I think the thing that I would take away from is this. One, I think that more than other shows that are available in podcast, I think that we talk about those things more and we certainly talk about it more than we do in church. And that's one of the things in like our, you know, in our church meetings or in sacrament. And that's one of the things that I'm particularly proud of that we are having conversations that aren't otherwise had. Now, sometimes those conversations can be silly things like, oh, this is a dumb cultural thing we do. Uh, Sometimes those things can be, you know, faith-promoting, this is when Christ saved me and I turned away from my addictions, whatever the thing may be. But also uh, that this is a place to have conversations where it's like, I'm here, I am faithful, but also this thing... I really struggle with this, or this thing really bothers me, or I don't know why the church continues to do this, and that's a sticking point for me. So that was one <laughs> thing that I sort of thought about. And uh, again, contact at uh, the The second thing that I sort of thought is I recognized, because he and I correspond quite a bit, actually, where he is at in his listening, his backlog listening of the cultural hall. And it's interesting to me to note this, and I, and this didn't come to me until I think just yesterday, but if you think about it, when you drop into the cultural hall, it is, you are looking at a decade plus of my life, right? You're on about 50% okay. of the episodes for the last couple of years, so people can kind of follow your journey. But if you listen, whether in in the way that I insert some personal things when I'm interviewing people or when we talk about current events in the news episodes, people are able to get a, a sketch of the last decade of my life. When I started, I was married to someone who is not my wife currently. I had a, you know, a child as a young teenager that I was trying to navigate. And so all that to say, I think that he is in the time when... Um, like I was either separated or divorced, and it was a really rough time for me, sort of with the church, with God, with sorting everything out. And so mm-hmm. I wonder if during that time, because you know this is a project that I work on, and a lot of it reflects things that I'm interested in or where my attention is focused, as he's listening back, I can't help but wonder if maybe it's just a product of its time in my life those years ago.
1: And I remember that when I started on the program, uh, I was actually single. Yeah. And now, na- uh, uh, ne- well, never mind. But <laughs> but it's been a while.
0: You're you're promised. Am I promised? I, I mean, oh, I don't man, know if man, she man. gave you. I don't know if she gave you a promise ring. I know you, you, <laughs> got, you guys certainly aren't engaged or pinned. I'm not seventeen. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> You're, ho- you're hoping that she takes you to the cotillion coming up?
1: I, I hope after her mission yeah. that she remembers me or that I stay and I stay faithful to her.
0: Yeah, Lock your heart, yeah. Elder. Lock your heart. Uh, no, but, but to that point, I don't think you were dating her when we started this whole thing. So that is no. a different life thing. Your kid yeah. graduated from high school. And certainly the things recently with health, it's it's an interesting snapshot. And so I don't think the conversation with Brent is over. I don't think that he's mad, you know, in conversations that yeah. we've had that I won't share from beyond that email. Uh, you know, I said I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for people who know where their boundaries are and can say, hey, you know what? I don't think I can support this monetarily if, you know, if I'm having this much strife with listening to it. But sure. uh, I would suppose that Brent will listen to this. And so to Brent, I would just tell you, at least at this point, um, those are sort of my thoughts around this. But I would also, again, encourage those folks to uh, email us, contact at theculturalhall.com. Love to have you be a part of that conversation as well. What benefit um, the fact that we cover so many subjects here in the Cultural Hall have for you and why we should even do it. And you know what? If people don't email, maybe we don't do it anymore. Maybe this is the last one, Brother Kyle. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, if if people don't email, maybe we we pack it up, put it in I a little find box. Some other
1: some other part time gig.
0: <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna support my family. Yeah, I mean, the sense that this pours in, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't even pay you cents. Let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> no. Nope. The, the distraction. I don't know what it is. Uh, I appreciate you always being here. The other thing I was gonna say, uh, brother Kyle, I have a destination for you. You know how occasionally, because you're such an awesome salesperson, they say, here, have a truck ton of money and go somewhere fun? Mm, yeah. I want you to write this down, and I'm being serious. Okay. Are you? I don't see a pen in your hand, so I'm going to wait. I'm
1: pulling up right now. I think to write it out.
0: Okay. Okay, are you ready for this? Yeah. This is, this is a driving vacation because you're going to take your bike with Perfect. you. So it's a road trip. Maybe you take your pseudo family, maybe you just go you and your kid. I want you to write this down L O P E Z Space Island. And you need to go there. And people is and people hearing this will go, Oh, I know where that is. Others will go, What in the world? You want to go there in the smack middle of the summer? Cause the hottest it gets there, brother Kyle, is like seventy-two degrees. And it's Well,
1: that's quite a drive.
0: Well, sure. It's about 13 or 14 hours. You have to take a oh, ferry. Geez. It's basically oh, d- Canada. That's not
1: a drive.
0: I did it in a day. <laughs> I did it in a day th- four or five days ago. You'd be fine. It looks wonderful. It's un- yeah. It's unreal. It's a biking island. Uh, on or off-road, mountain or road, yeah. biking island. Both. Really? Gorgeous, small town, affordable, cool busy on the weekends vacant on the weekdays take your kid or your pseudo family and you'll love it anyone else as well really yep only Kyle though don't make it overpopulated like Arches National Park in Utah which no one can go Uh, to if you're not there by 734 in the morning yeah that's it that's all I've got you want to take a break and do some actual news okay got it When you need
2: creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit Lennondesign.com.
0: A busy full summer from Best DJ in Utah. Go to BestDJinUtah.com. Why, that is me, Richie T., and I would love to be able to play music at your upcoming wedding. Or maybe you're having a company party, or maybe you're thinking already for the holiday party. Whatever it is that's on your schedule, you should get the number one highest-rated DJ for the state of Utah. Now I know you're thinking, I don't even live in Utah, Richie. Would you ever do an event in Washington State? Oh, I've already done that before. Would you ever do an event in California? Been there too. How about Louisiana? Uh huh. Texas? Yes. Point is, uh, you know, you, you throw shekels my way, I'll come to wherever you're at. We could even combine it and make it an episode of the cultural hall mind blown if you are in need of a dj at all or someone in your family's get married would like to be able to talk to me i would love to be able to talk to them it's best
2: hi friends dan the laptop man here from pc laptops i get a lot of emails from people all the time here's one dear dan i hear your talk about a lifetime service guarantee free really Please help me avoid all your fine print and be honest about what free means. You understand that we should be very wary of a free offer signed skeptical. Hi, skeptical. I remember 22 years ago when we started PC laptops and our lifetime service guarantee. People thought it was too good to be true. Well, you know, after a decade, people started believing me a little bit. But you know, it's been 22 years of having the privilege to serve our friends and neighbors like you. Our lifetime service guarantee has become the most trusted warranty in the industry. You can get a brand new PC Laptops desktop computer for $7.99 with a lifetime warranty. Check us out at PCLaptops.com. That's PCLaptops.com. Here's to seeing you soon, skeptical.
0: Here in the second half of Articles of News, we do actual Articles of News, but hold on. I forgot one uh, personal thing that I should have shared. I'm apparently old enough now that I need to get a colonoscopy. Didn't know. Gonna Uh, do it. Oh my gosh. Yep. Yep. Uh, The only thing, whenever I say colonoscopy, it's like a uh, Pavlovian uh, response. Whenever I say colonoscopy, I'm being serious when what pops into my mind is, here's looking up your old address. (laughs) Anytime I say colonoscopy, oh, he's getting a colonoscopy. Huh? Yep. Here's looking up your old address.
1: <laughs> well, you know, funny. I, one of the doctors I was at this past week said, hey, you haven't had this done. Yet. You should get one. I'll have my office call. We'll schedule one with at our facility here. Let's see if we can get like a two, like a buy one, get one half off. Yes. We could do it together.
0: I could do it. You know what? I'm not sure what device they use, but let's not have them clean it, and that way no. we... No, no, is that... That isn't what you're suggesting?
1: Unless you want them to start with me. Yeah, no, I go first. Oldest to youngest.
2: <laughs> Gee.
0: No, 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 no. Doc, save some money. Yeah, you don't need
1: to change... Don't cha- change the gloves.
0: Yeah. <laughs> don't charge us those $35 rubber gloves that you have <laughs> to change. I
1: i don't know why Brent wouldn't pay for this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, the thing is, this wasn't the issue. He has no problem with this kind of <laughs> yeah. stuff. Uh, I, uh, I am dreading it. Do you have a certain amount of dread for it?
1: Yes, like, I, I'm terrified.
0: Yeah, I like I'm so I've been more terrified of like tooth issues, like because they don't knock you out, do they?
1: Uh I don't know. I don't think so. No. Yeah, no, I no. think
0: no, I don't think so. I think you just get sort of uncomfortable. Uh so so like that doesn't scare me and when I got first got home from my mission I had to have a, a rectal b- testicular exam or something like that that was fairly invasive and and I don't remember it being altogether that terrible. The thing that I'm afraid of and and really just I don't know. Dreading is I got my my pre-operative <clears throat> instructions yesterday and do you know do you know what you have to do? What? You have to clean everything out. And it's not like oh, they, yeah. it, it's not like they give you a brush. You have to drink a bottle of Miralax in a 24-hour period.
1: Uh, I actually have here a, thir- a 26-second
0: instructional video oh, yeah. if you'd like to see it. <laughs> No. No, I would not. No? No, I would not. You don't want... No.
1: I think it's safe.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, Okay. It is. Okay. All right.
1: Let's see if this helps for your your upcoming appointment.
2: Drop your shorts and bend over, Mr. Babar. We don't want to do that. So, you know, my kidneys feel a lot better in this position. Maybe it's just that I'm not doing any calisthenics. You know, if I did some sit-ups in the morning or bent over like this, I'd probably feel... 100% 100% moon river. <laughs> Thank you, Doc. You ever serve time? Breathe easy. Breathe easy. Uh you using the whole fist, Doc?
0: Just relax. <laughs> so,
1: so that's what you can expect here. Is that Fletch? Yes, yeah. that's Fletch.
0: <laughs> I really thought you had an instructional video. You suckered <laughs> me right into that.
1: Well, I, th- I thought that would be
0: well, if that was everything you need to know.
1: Yeah. What to expect?
0: Yeah, I'll have a gown. Yes, uh-huh. I'll lean over a table. Sure. Uh, a th- doctor. I think you. I think you. Uh, I think a doctor will be present. Not likely. It'll be an internist or someone. I think it's a, a fairly easy procedure, but maybe not. Uh, I think you actually lay down on your tummy, Tom's.
1: That's what uh, uh, Fletch was doing there. Oh. Chase was no, on the stomach. No, he's
0: leaning over. Yeah. Well.
1: I, I will, you will tell us how it goes yeah, yeah. we and, want details yeah, i'll just when, scare, when this is i'll over. just
0: scare you out of yours the other thing is uh, i think that if you still call it a tummy tums you're probably too young to be getting a colonoscopy <laughs> <laughs> let's do some actual articles of news hit it peter
2: you can't lose articles of news
0: and away we go hey uh public service announcement are you ready for this ooh yeah stay away from lds church parking lots really yes they are a hotbed of iniquity uh, danger well,
1: that i think people might be going now just what? for something to no, do.
0: no no stay very away from church parking lots are you ready for this what's going on lots of things more than one story Utah County Sheriff's deputies were dispatched to Eagle Mountain, which is a suburb of uh, Utah County. Uh, A female, identified as 30-year-old Bailey Ann Moore, was reportedly observed talking on the phone inside the church, describing the layout and what doors were open, then left the church and was seen entering into an SUV and removing a small purse through the passenger door. When the witnesses confronted Moore about the purse, she threw it into the bushes. Yoink! And uh, according to a probable cause statement, law law enforcement spoke to the owner of the vehicle, who was reportedly attending an event at the church. The owner told the police that no one had been given permission to get into the car. When asked about the incident, Moore refused to speak with law enforcement, according to the statement. Once transported to the Utah County Jail, uh, when the deputy said she was being detained on suspicion of burglary of a vehicle, she reportedly said, Just for throwing a purse in the bushes? (laughs) i didn't i didn't steal it i just threw it in the bushes okay keeping it safe so that's the first story from an lds church parking lot a man tried to steal a truck from an off-duty police officer this past friday (laughs) immediately after being released from jail immediately after being released from jail Detention officers at Shoal Creek Patrol Division had been ordered to release Lewane Zundell, a 63-year-old white man. A little bit before noon, he was being held on an unrelated incident. About two blocks away, a 26-year-old police officer who was off duty uh, was with his 58 year old dad picking up a trailer in the parking lot of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints the father parked his truck both he and his son got out to hook up the trailer were standing at the rear of the truck left the engine running and lewain jumped in the front and tried to steal the truck from the parking lot the victim told Zundell that he was an off-duty officer, but the suspect kept his foot on the accelerator while he assaulted the victim, the victim and tried to gouge his eyes. The, the victim was able to get his foot on the brake pedal, at which point his father was able to pull the suspect out of the truck. His son came tumbling down on top of the suspect. Father and son held the suspect down until police officers showed up. All right, so you're thinking, what is that it? There couldn't possibly be a third story from the last week about an LDS church parking lot. I'm sure that's it. No! Am I wrong? You are you are an ignorant pile, brother Kyle. <laughs> Jeez. For some reason, I'm very aggressive at you today. I apologize. No kidding. The Oconee County Sheriff's Office, this is in South Carolina, said an investigation into a shooting on Wednesday led to a suspect's arrest. Deputies say that the suspect, 24-year-old Darren Larry Young II, was booked into the detention center at 3 a.m. Young was charged with attempted murder and possession of a weapon during commission of a violent crime in connection to the incident. According to deputies, they received a call around 8.49 p.m. regarding a man lying in the middle of Mormon Church Road with a gunshot wound. Deputies also received information regarding a suspect vehicle that fled the scene. Deputies say that when they arrived, they discovered the victim lying on the side of the road. They began to administer first aid to a gunshot wound on his leg. The victim was transported to hospital by paramedics. They go on to say no information about the victim or when he may be released. Stay away from a church parking lot.
1: No kidding. I got frisked in a church parking lot before when I was uh, 16, 17.
0: Yeah? When, yeah. I, when I, what were you doing?
1: Uh, we got pulled over a group mm-hmm. of us skateboarding in a car mm-hmm. and they thought we were suspicious. So <laughs> they pulled us over, got us all out, you know, up on the car, hands up on it, frisked us down, searched the car as we laughed and mocked.
0: Uh, how did you skateboard in a car? You said you were well, skateboarding. We, we in were the car.
1: skateboarding. Then we got into our car uh, and we driving and went through a parking lot and got pulled over.
0: I was going to say cars were bigger back in the day, but I didn't think you could skateboard in a car. That's
1: no, that's much nope. The steakhouse, actually. I still drive by my old steakhouse where I got frisked.
0: <laughs> you lean over to your son in the passenger seat. See that? <laughs> that's where Dad. <laughs> that's where Dad got frisked. Uh, I remember this is immediately when I got back from my mission, I would go to uh, the seminary, the nighttime seminary. Uh, or not seminary institute. I'm sorry, institute, and uh, I met this girl that I really liked. And one time we went to institute, and then we got to talking uh, after class, and then after talking we got to kissing in the parking lot of oh, the oh institute. Oh my
1: goodness, are you serious? N-
0: yeah, of course. We're 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 probably we're probably into kissing about 20 minutes or so, and we get this little <sighs> we get this like uh-huh, and we're like oh and it's a cop i don't know how we missed a cop you know coming up to the car i know how (laughs) rolled down the window (laughs) he said you know this is technically a lewd act which is punishable of like time in jail and 1500 dollars." now they would have never done that but by definition you know making out in a car is technically a lewd act and i was like okay thank you officer thanks (laughs) thanks for the great (laughs) institute class see you later (laughs) And I still occasionally uh, drive by that institute building, and I lean over to, over to my wife and I say, "Thank you so much for being my wife." And she says, "What?" And she says, "What's that for?" And I say, "Oh, nothing." <laughs> <laughs> uh, what stories do you have, Brother Kyle? Uh,
1: so the uh, Tony-winning Book of Mormon musical—it's coming back to the stage in uh, November, mm-hmm. but they are tweaking the script. Um, now, guess why?
0: Uh, well, it's racist and offensive, but.
1: Well, there you go. Yeah, it w- it's uh, <laughs> nothing to do with the, with the offensive stuff towards Latter-day Saints. It is because uh, of some things deemed as racist. Yeah. And the cast has signed a, uh, a thing to the writers and said, we would like you to change this. And so they are tweaking that script. Interesting. Or when it comes back.
0: Yeah, that was a big pushback. I know for our members of the church that have seen it and, and we've done old episodes. You can check it out where we found people who converted actually to the faith after they had seen the Book of Mormon musical. Uh, so it's worth to check out those episodes. Uh, people really liked it, but some people said this is this is offensive, this is filth uh, and, and those were members of the church. But other people really pushed back and said, yeah, they're equal opportunity offenders, but this is there is a racist undertone to this. So it'll be interesting to see how in um south parkian you know verbiage that they adjust the end because uh, that's what i would assume that they probably do or adjust the script in general to be uh still as entertaining and less racist so hmm. so so yeah uh let's go here shall we do you know what bill gates and the lds church has in common Uh, I think we both want some land. Yes. We're fighting over. Fighting for Easter Day farmland. Uh, Try Easter.
1: It's where we raise the bunnies.
0: Yeah, exactly. The church very big into Easter bunnies. It's Uh what we do with some of our tithing, our rainy day funds. (laughs) Um, This is in the (laughs) Columbia Basin. It's 12,000 acres uh, that went up for sale after one of the largest farmers in the Northwest uh, filed chapter 11 bankruptcy. Here's what's fascinating about this. Two things. One, I drove by this place the other day and I didn't realize that was where that was until this moment. Two, uh, the farmland reserve, uh, the two prospective buyers with the most buying power are Farmland Reserves Agra northwest which is owned by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and Bill and Melinda Gates Cottonwood Ag Management. The highest bidder bidder, uh, will obviously be the one that will uh, get the property. The deal will undergo a hearing in federal court on July 14th. And as an update to this, um, the LDS Church was the highest bidder. If it goes through the federal courts, they are in fact the highest bidder. In January, Tyson Foods filed a lawsuit against Easterday Farms for allegedly bilking the company out of about more than $225 million. The lawsuit targets Easterday's beef supplying division for reportedly falsifying records and submitting faked invoices for more than 200,000 cattle. That's what led them to bankruptcy and why it's available for the church to purchase. You continue to buy things up. Your turn, brother Kyle.
1: Uh, so you've heard of a a young man. Well, I don't know how young anymore. David Archuleta.
0: Yeah, not as young Who, as you'd think. Like 30, I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, so he rocketed to fame in 2008. He was a finalist, not the winner, on uh, a TV talent show, uh, Singing for the Stars. Yeah. Is that what it was?
0: Uh, the gong show. Close. It was the, the gong, gong show. show. Okay. Yeah. Yep.
1: Uh, and he didn't win, but he was. People loved him, so he he became very famous for that. As released albums, uh, he came out uh, to the public recently as a uh,
0: bisexual person. Well, I, I think out. I think technically what he said was, like like maybe bisexual. He said the spectrum of, bi- spectrum, and, and of maybe, bisexual. And maybe and maybe like homosexual, and maybe like asexual. Like these are. Yeah. These are not his words, obviously, but...
1: Yeah, well, his words were, uh, I've learned I don't have much uh, sexual desires and urges as most people. So kind of that asexual. Uh, He came out to his family in 2014. So his family is known, but just out in public. And I like David. I'm not a huge fan of his music, but I've always, always liked the guy. So don't take this joke wrong. But well, I would say I I pulled this from the category of
2: duh.
0: Yeah, I mean there were a lot of people, and even when I uh, had the opportunity to interview him a little while back, yeah, l- like there was a point in the interview because I thought it I thought it was public knowledge, because I I know a few people kind of connected to him. Right that that I almost asked him a question about it, and then I recognized that within the confines of what we were talking about with his particular episode that it, it wouldn't have been appropriate or you know pertinent to what we were talking about. but but when this happened, uh, and when he came out and said this, and again, it's on an Instagram, you can find all the links to these at the culturalhall.com, the show notes in association with this episode, I, I kind of went, oh, he I thought he had done this. Yeah, I did too. So it wasn't like a thing where I'm like, ah, he's, you know, kind of that yesteryear thinking of, oh, he's great, right? That we, like in the 80s and 90s, we totally did that. And I look back at that as like just a foreign, just crazy time. But yeah, I just thought it was something that he had already, that he had already done and and already said, I did like this. Uh, He added, as part of his post, he said, I think we can do better as people of faith and Christians, including Latter-day Saints, to listen more to the wrestle between being LGBTQIA plus and a person of faith. I don't think it should come down to feeling that you have to accept one or the other. For me to find peace, the reality has been to accept both are real things that I experience and make me who I am. You can be part of the LGBTQIA community and still believe in God and his gospel plan. And I appreciated that because I think that there, I think the narrative is that there are a lot of people that, um, that don't feel like it can be both and it's nuanced and it's individual. And I, you know, if people make the choice to leave the church, I think that that can be their choice. And if they make the, the choice to stay in the church, that's obviously their choice as well but I don't think it does have to be one or the other. And quickly, I think we're going to find more and more people who might find themselves in this situation. There's an article from Jana Reese. The headline is, One in five young adult Mormons, or members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, in the United States are gay, lesbian, or bisexual. So Mm -hmm. that's more than a fifth of Generation Z do not self-identify as heterosexual, according to a major national study. The Nationscape data set, which canvassed more than 318,000 Americans on a rolling basis in 2019 and 2020, had 3,881 self-identified members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in the survey. One of the most valuable aspects of the data is what it can tell us about basic demographics of the uh, LDS population, including gender, race, geography, and sexual orientation. Not surprisingly, there is more sexual diversity among younger Latter-day Saints than older ones. Um, 94% of boomers said that they were heterosexual, uh, whereas 77% of Generation Z uh, did. Uh, So 23 percent of gen zers who identify as lds say they are lesbian gay bisexual or other and nearly as many 19 percent of millennials did as well uh Jana says it's notable that this finding is nearly double the 10 percent that benjamin Knoll and janna reese found in their survey that they did in 2016 the next mormons uh, survey uh, that obviously they hmm. they they did their book they based their book on that research. Um, some people and I I think it may be time that we get Jana Reese back into the show to be able to break some of this down for us and maybe Ben as well uh, to be able to find out. Uh, You know, what that really means if they just don't consider themselves heterosexual, uh, does it mean that they feel that they are, you know, same sex attracted or are they in fact um, out and lesbian or gay or bisexual? What those mean? And that's some of the uh, push that I've seen on the Internet is all these terms are so sort of loose. What do they what do they actually mean? As people define them. So maybe it's time we get Jana back here in the cultural hall. Among all Americans, heterosexuality was 87% uh, for Hispanics, 90% for blacks, but among Mormons, it was 71% for Hispanics and 74% for blacks. It's a a statistically significant (laughs) difference because the sample size is big enough that it's not just a random sampling error. So it's not clear why black and Hispanic Mormons are less likely to be heterosexual than their non-LDS counterparts. So uh, maybe it's an opportunity for us to get Jana in, find out a little bit more about that. Uh, Look for something like that in a future episode of The Cultural Hall. What else do you have, Brother Kyle? Uh, So
1: this one, uh, this story actually ended up affecting me. I'll tell you how. Okay. So when the church gave its blessing to a a compromise legalizing medical marijuana in Utah uh, after voters approved it, it uh, it provided a green light for other states, red states, uh, to do the same thing, according to a recent political story. So once these other more uh, you know Republican conservative states saw that Utah was uh, legalizing medical marijuana, they have started to follow to do so following uh, kind of our plan of attack or our, our guide Uh, being less afraid of it just being a gateway to legalizing a recreational marijuana. Right. So uh, this pat. oh, yeah. I was just going
0: to say, it's worth noting. So some of the story around this is uh, there was a medical marijuana in the state of Utah. We can can kind of vote on things and then make them come into pass. Uh, When that was going to be on the ballot, the LDS church to every member of the church who had an email on record sent an email that said, don't vote for this. We don't want you to vote for medical marijuana. Some people felt like that was an overstep. Other people were like, "Yeah, you bet. That's our. That's where we're at." Uh, so then it went to the ballot, and uh, voters in the state of Utah, members of the church, many of them, said, "No, we we should legalize medical marijuana." And so mm-hmm. at that at that point uh, is when the church got far more involved in saying, "Okay, guys, listen, it's coming." Let's help craft this so that it's what we want and not a gateway for the just, you know, use it however you want. So so that's a little backstory for it. So how does this impact you? Yeah.
1: So uh, in one of my uh, very many doctor visits, as I continue to do that and more testing on my body to see what the crap is wrong with me, uh, I, I've seen some different types of doctors, including one uh, this past week. Who uh, gave me a card uh, allowing me to purchase uh, cannabis or medical marijuana, if you will? I have not done this, but I can legally now do that. I don't know that I will.
0: With what is the thought that it might help with the speech that you've got going on? Or I know you have eye issues as well, and typically medical marijuana can help with like some glaucoma and some of those things. So, what is it?
1: It is. So they think uh, contributing to my speech issue is a very high anxiety and depression. And so uh, this is just one of many thoughts. This is why I haven't pursued it yet. Is that I'm like, "Ah, I want to see if this would do anything. I want to research more into it. But she said, I want you to be able to do it if you want to. Here's what you do. I think it would help you. Uh, And so I that's where I was with it. So' still in kind of a, a figuring out stage, but I can if I want I can buy weed
0: dude
1: <laughs> i mean i'm I'm joking about this but but really, I can sure um and so i I don't know where I'm going, what I'm gonna do with it, but anyway, yeah, so
0: two things about I'm, that one, is there a part of you and be honest, is there a part of you? that maybe just wants to go and buy it and not even use it, but just to be like, yeah, I just scored yes. me some medical marijuana. Because yeah. that yes, would be, that would be me. That would be me.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, in fact, they said, you know, you should really drive to Wendover or if you're near Vegas, go here because it's so much better. You'll have more selection. It's better. People are more knowledgeable. The temptation is sometime when I'm down and say, George, roll over, buy some, mm-hmm. you know, Hanging out the window as I'm driving back on I-15, get yeah, pulled over and go, joink license, buddy. But, but yeah, there is some, and, <laughs> th- some thought of like just so I can say I did it, I might do it.
0: And then the second half of that is, and this is this will show everyone who's listening, uh, my expansive knowledge of medical miracle. I want to use. Uh, doesn't it make you more anxious? Like Ree- Reefer Madness, the old musical—that's one point that I that I have of reference for uh, for medical marijuana. Also, we had a great episode, episode number four twenty of the Cultural Hall, where we talked all about uh, medical marijuana and its use and members of the church. Um, mm-hmm. But I just don't know more, you know, much about it. The obvious stereotypes of the munchies, but doesn't it make you anxious that like people are out to get you and that kind of stuff?
1: There are different strains and different types of this. And it is evidently most of this of what would be prescribed to me is a very low in THC. Hmm. Like she's like, you could take a ton of it and probably wouldn't be high. Yeah, And so it's it's how they grow. It's the strain. It's the type um, and how much you take is supposed to help. So uh, that's why I'm looking more into it. I might make some phone calls and find out, but I'll let you know. Sure I'm, sure, I'm open with it. I'll let you, everybody know what
0: happens. I think his last name is Fraud Sham, and that's not a joke. I'm pretty sure I make that joke. His last name is Fraud Sham. Nathan is his first name. Uh, he runs a, an LDS group for mar- medical marijuana. He would be a great resource. And if he or Maggie oh. or anybody else is listening to that, uh, get in touch with us. Contact at com, and I'll yeah. forward that along to Brother Kyle as he kind of goes down that um that uh, that path that that discovery that journey uh this from west jordan utah vandals caused some 50 50- thousand dollars in damages to an lds church in west jordan Uh, the fire department actually got dispatched someone was reporting that there was a large amount of smoke coming out of the window when they got there it wasn't actually smoke it was chemicals like out of a fire extinguisher when you discharge it they discovered that that had been done Uh, then they saw the other damages Uh, officers spoke with witnesses who lived nearby and determined that they had seen three younger boys described as middle school age, leaving the church. The witnesses did not have names given to them, but they were frequented in the area and allegedly causing problems. These are the problem kids. As far as the damage in the church, once they started documenting that, it was a pretty extensive. They broke out 15 to 20 windows, smashed a glass door, punched holes in drywall, tore down suspended ceilings in places drew lewd pictures on the walls with markers broke pictures turned pianos upside down broke toilets and caused some flooding those are some punk middle school aged kids no kidding uh let's do this this is a mormons behaving badly
2: again this is mormons behaving badly
0: now, this is a story from a couple of years ago, but it's an update. If you remember, a South Jordan man convicted of extorting teenage girls on social media. Sometimes it's called oh, sex extortion. Yep,
1: that's right. Uh,
0: Gabe Gilbert, uh, he was taken into custody on nine felony charges because he had asked a minor to send him naked photos back in 2018. The girl declined. Told authorities, and then investigators discovered 50 potential victims of the same kind of sex extortion. So they go to pick him up. They go to his house where he should be living. Nope, he's serving a mission, and so they had to bring him home, take him to court, uh, and yes. the, and Gilbert was convicted. Uh, of five counts of first degree felony aggravated sexual extortion of a child and four counts of second degree felony sexual exploitation of a minor Uh, while prosecutors uh, recommended he serve five years in prison Gilbert was sentenced to terms of five years to life in state prison for each of the first degree felonies Uh, For each of his second degree felonies, he was sentenced to one to 15 years in prison and all counts run concurrently. So Gilbert has been recommended to be eligible for parole in five years, according to court records, and that five years be the maximum amount of time that he serves in prison remains to be seen, but it could be out in as little as five years. Mm. Uh, I want to go. What other ones do you have, Brother Kyle?
1: I have one, one more. Okay, Let, hang on. Lighten hang, it up.
0: Yeah, hang on to that yeah. one. We'll get. We're going to end okay. with all of those because I think that's exciting. Uh, this uh, hoping, hoping to get uh, Lavi Maunga uh, into the cultural hall. She gave birth. She's a member of the church. Gave birth on a Delta flight. I saw that. She <laughs> she says God's hand was a hundred percent in what transpired. Uh, she and baby are safe. Uh, able to deliver. And I don't want to tell too much of the story because I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to be able to get her into the cultural hall to be able to to talk about this. But I thought it was interesting. They don't mention this in the article. And again, you can find the links at the uh, culturalhall.com. But the name of the baby. Do you know what she named the baby? Uh, Delta? Yes. D-E-L-L-T-U-H. Delta. T- in that fine way of Utah spelling that we do, she named her baby Delta. No, she didn't. This is not a no, joke. No, it's a joke. It's 100% a joke. This is, oh, darn it. Darn it. <laughs> uh, before we get to your story, let me do this last one. This was awesome. Um, the First Presidency of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and the NAACP announced... Uh, New educational and humanitarian initiatives related to their ongoing collaboration. Remember a couple years ago with the B1 celebration, uh, with the 40th anniversary of the restoration of priesthood to all individuals, there was the B1 celebration and the announcement of uh, this collaboration with the NAACP. Well, they are furthering that uh, to support the group's educational goals. The uh, global faith leader, that being President Nelson, announced the church's commitment to fund a $1 million scholarship donation per year for three years or $3 million overseen by the United Negro College Fund. Uh, President Nelson also shared the church's plans to provide $250,000 for an Amos C. Brown student fellowship to Ghana. Uh, Together, President Nelson explained that the two entities are going to help bring relief to suffering souls in underprivileged underprivileged areas of the United States. So in addition to those things I previously mentioned, uh, the President Nelson pledged a $2 million church contribution per year for the next three years or $6 million to encourage service and help to those in need. So uh, NAACP, Hmm. President Nelson got together and announced these, and so it's going to be exciting to be able to see these things kind of roll forth. Uh, this yeah. co- this collaboration. A lot of people when he when he uh, first did the, kind of the photo op with the NAACP and spoke at their convention, a lot of people thought, "Oh, this is this is for the picture. This is for the you know the buzz headline." And has definitely put uh, church's money uh, where his mouth is. And if you believe that to be the mouth of God, which you should. It's profit, prophet of God. Then he's putting the church's money where God's mouth is. So pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Now let's get to your story.
1: One thing that I loved, I used to love was uh, FYI. FYI? Or ES, ESY. ESA? A-S- yes.
0: ASPCA? Yes,
1: all of that. <laughs> uh, but our version of it, uh, after a two-year pandemic-induced uh, pandemic induced Hiatus or absence for the strength of youth conference will resume in the U.S. and Canada in 2022. So not this summer, not right now. A year from now, we'll go back to in person, uh, go to a camp or a college dorm where we used to have it, and uh, we'll do these. So teens beginning uh, the year, so teens beginning the year they turn 14 will be able to uh, participate as assigned with their congregations every other year. Uh, they do this. I forgot that was every other. All right. Uh, FS, yeah. FSY Conference, uh, which is held outside of the U.S. and Canada, uh, are modeled after BYU's ESY gathering. So those will continue also, 2022 and three.
0: It's pretty cool. I never went to an EFY or anything like that. Did you, Brother Kyle? I did, yeah. And, and did you like the dances or did you like the scripture study? What did you like about them? Uh, you know...
1: At the time, I probably hated it. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> sure. The most recent one I went to, I was a, a young adult leader, so you, I went. You
0: were an Efy counselor.
1: I uh, I was in the in the young men's uh, leadership, and so I went with our young men. Wow. Yeah.
0: That seems like a poor choice by the bishop. Oh, you have.
1: <laughs> don't even get people started on on questioning their faith and divine intervention
0: <laughs> you you've never you've never met a guy that loves people more than brother Kyle so that's just you a know joke twice around.
1: over the past probably two weeks I've had people I've been out with our youth mountain biking mm-hmm. and two two occasions people have said he's your leader
0: <laughs> this guy Th- this guy here
1: this from guy. people we've run into that know me. This guy. Like friends Kyle? of mine. Ky- yeah. Kyle? Brother. <laughs> one, Kyle? Uh, one above uh up above Salt Lake City, one in Park City are like this is your guy. You follow this guy around. So yeah. yes, you're correct in uh- questioning that.
0: Uh, super cool about the way things are getting restored. So in addition to that, the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square is going to go back on tour in 2022. Um, they will leave Salt Lake City on June 16th, 2022 and return on the 7th. They're going to perform in Stockholm, Helsinki, Copenhagen, or Copenhagen uh, Oslo, Edinburgh, Newport, South Wales, and Cardiff, Wales. Uh, so they're going back on tour. They got a tour of the new album got to buy the new album they got to tour it yeah uh uh, also about temple square you can now go uh to temple square and do in-person tours most of this will take place over at the conference center which is technically temple square uh but it is open now for in-person tours that opened oh really yeah just last week uh there's still a lot of construction so if you're like oh it'll be just like before no it won't be you're wrong try again Think about it some more. Uh, On the 6th of July, the Assembly Hall and Tabernacle and Family History Library will reopen. Uh, Also, on the 2nd of August, the Beehive House and Church History Museum and Store will reopen. Um, the following exhibits are available at the Church History Museum. Worth note, The Heavens Are Opened, Sisters for Suffrage, Mormon Trails, Presidents of the Church, and temples dot the earth. So encourage you to go and check those out now that those are available, because here's the thing. I was talking to someone uh, right before we did this. Uh, in Disneyland right now, Disneyland is only allowing like 33% or 40% of capacity. These first few days of like Temple Square being open, Family History Library, all those kind of things being open. Opened, like that's mm-hmm. the time to go because guess who's not going to be there everyone if you hate yeah. everyone go when not everyone is there
1: <laughs> if you hate everyone geez
0: well, go now uh this was cool too and i can't remember if we talked about it in our last articles of news so i wanted to make sure we mention it uh the hilcomore pageant we talked about how it's not coming back sort of sad i wanted to go be able to check it out but um i'm not going to be able to because they're not doing it again um The infrastructure for the Hill pageant, bunches of buildings and light towers and a parking lot and all these things, and had essentially turned it into almost like a a spectacle, right? A yearly spectacle, Mm -hmm. uh, but took away from kind of the sacred and uh, rustic-ish, you know, peaceful, contemplative nature uh, that Hill was previously. So they're ripping all that stuff out, taking it down. They're going to reforest it. They're going to try and get it to be uh, much more like it would have likely been uh, back in the time Whoa. of the Prophet Joseph Smith. Uh, 21 buildings, 400,000 square feet of asphalt and gravel will be out. Uh, the Angel Moroni Monument will stay, but it will be regilded. Uh, the church will have the visitor center still. Uh, the new exhibit will be added in 2023 to mark the 200th anniversary of the Prophet Joseph Smith's first visit to the Hill Cumorra. Uh, plus, they'll just plant a bunch of trees, uh, have hiking trails with different kind of placards for you to be able to read along your way. And it should be a really great experience for those that uh, couldn't go to the Hill pageant, but will be going there in the future and, and be able to see those things kind of develop. I've got a last story. Are you ready for this? Yep. Temple, temples reopening. Phases phases getting to threes and fours and people being able to go back to the temple whether for live endowments for yourself for the first time or for those that have passed on so as we make a return to the temple i present for you now a physical and spiritual checklist this is from the folks over at lds living and i thought this might be a good way to wrap this out number one Check your temple's status, which I feel like is pretty obvious. Like you'd want to know if the temple you're about to go to is open, can be gone to. I think that that's worthwhile. Uh, number two, you need to make an appointment, and you can do that at slash temples schedule appointment uh, You can also just find it from the main homepage. These both seem to be kind of obvious, uh, which takes us to our third sort of very obvious one. Find your temple recommend. You still have to have a recommend to get in. Make sure you know where that Mm -hmm. is. Or in my case, I made it halfway through the recommend uh, process. I got approved by the bishop and then I had to schedule with the stake president. And at that point, the stake president wasn't doing Zoom interviews. And I just was like, I'm I'm not, you know, this is in the height of COVID. I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to go be with a person who is meeting with a new person every 15 minutes in person in a, you know, in a public place. So I didn't do that. Uh, check your temple re- recommends expiration date. Again, uh, something that you should do. And then the rest of these, I think, are ones that are worth kind of noting. This is the actual need for this checklist. Uh, wash your temple clothes. Likely, it's been more than 12 months. Maybe if they, if you uh, wore them before and didn't wash them previously, maybe it, it, they might be a little bit ripe, uh, or you know, maybe they don't fit. Maybe you gained or lost a little bit during COVID. Be an opportunity for you to not only wash, but make sure that they fit. Uh, bring a mask. All the temples will be requiring that you wear a mask. Uh, you can also, a reminder that you can submit names for the temple prayer roll online or uh, through the LDS app, the uh, tools app. You can, I wonder if the mask has to be white All uh, white. That is an excellent question. Hold on.
1: Because, you know, so many are blue on one side. Or, diff, you know, pink liner or something. So
0: In some in some cases, you won't have to wear a mask, uh, but they encourage you to bring a mask free of graphics or labels just in case. So maybe a mask mm. of color is fine, just not with like labels or sayings or things like that. Yeah. Uh, you can print your family cards uh, at home, the names that you might be going through the temple for. You can do that. Uh, then these, the final three, and then we wrap this out, brother Kyle, talk to your family about how excited you are to be able to return to the temple, whether that's online or in person, Uh, be able to create family home evenings and, or discussions within your home about it. Study the importance of the temple. Uh, There's a great length in this, in this um, article of where you can find out some great resources about the important, the significance and, and really be able to get as much from your first time back as you possibly can. And, Uh, The last recommendation I really appreciate, and when I go back to the temple here pretty soon, uh, I will take into into consideration as well. It's go to the temple seeking. You know, when when we go, we attend. It's great. It can be a great experience. But just like with prayer, just like with general conference or even church on Sunday, if we go, we're looking for an answer, we're asking questions. God can answer when we ask, and sometimes we just sort of do because that's what we're supposed to do, or because now the temple's open and it's so exciting and I can't wait to go back and get my picture taken in front of the temple and show all my people on social media. But if we go actually seeking an answer, uh, some guidance, you know, asking you shall receive. So I thought that was a pretty pertinent part of that. Uh, Brother Kyle, I hope that this, this episode and your medical marijuana card nourish and strengthen your body.
1: I hope if I'm sick or afflicted, I can listen next week.
0: And I hope that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, Cake Bites podcast, Brother Brent, for the time being, and Big Mike's products, we'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of the cultural hall. The cultural hall. Of the cultural hall. The cultural Hall. Hall.
1: I, I hadn't started yet.
0: The Cultural Hall.
1: The Cultural Hall. They'd a seat, it's sure to be neat, on the back
0: row.